the Royals completed a series with the Cincinnati Reds, the last weekday series before the All-Star break. How did that go? What were the, what was the good, the bad, the ugly in that series? What to look forward to in the next series against Cleveland? And so much more on today's episode of the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Today's show is brought to you by the Locked On MLB podcast, which is giving you all you need to know about the national stage of baseball, talking every single team, the national scope uh, all-star stuff, MLB draft stuff this week, so much more over there on the Locked On MLB podcast. This is, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every single day. Uh, do want to say last week we, we got off track, off schedule. I was extremely sick last week. Uh, so we're back on schedule now. And, and, and this year has been kind of, not year, but this last two months have been kind of weird because my mom passing away and then now I got sick last week. But we're, we're back. We're going to have this podcast right here recapping the Red Series, another podcast recapping the uh, Cleveland Series, and then another podcast previewing the All-Star festivities, recapping the All-Star festivities, and all that fun stuff for tomorrow, for Tuesday, for Wednesday. We'll recap the first half of the season. For Thursday, we'll preview the second half of the season, and then we're back to baseball again. The All-Star break's not very long uh, in baseball. So just like that, they'll be back playing this weekend. So let's talk about this game against Cincinnati. Game one, July 5th, you had the Royals come out there. They lost 6-2. to two. The Royals collected seven hits, could not scratch across enough runs, though they allowed six hits uh, in this game. It's tough. I, I mean, they just they got the hits. They got they out-hit Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati, and yet they just couldn't manufacture runs. Um, you know, the Royals also had an error in this game. Nick Castellanos goes deep, and he goes deep during a eulogy. So once again, Nick Castellanos... Uh, goes deep during the worst possible time in the broadcast. Obviously last year I had the situation with the Reds announcer uh, who said something heinous on the broadcast and was fired and, w- and whatnot. But during his apology, uh, Castellanos goes deep. It was found out on Twitter that his first ever professional home run coming in the minor league level, um, he hit it on the night that Osama bin Laden died. It, it's crazy how, how this guy always seems to hit home runs during events during, during big, big, big time events. So when you're looking at this game, again, the offense wasn't terrible. You get seven hits, you get three walks, you get base runners, especially comparatively to what the Royals have been doing in the, in the last half of this season, but you cannot find a way to get them in. Witt goes one for five. Santana, Gets two walks and goes one for two. Had some amazing at-bats in this game. Scores the run. Gets an RBI. He's kind of the guy that propels you in this game. Perez goes one for four. O'Hearn, 0 for four. O'Hearn should be on the Edward Levieres play where he's going to be sent up and down, up and down, because O'Hearn only plays well 
that first or second game after being called up, and then he goes back to being terrible. So they need to really, you know, kind of send him up and down more. Solaire goes one for three with an RBI in this game. And then you had, of course, Alberto go one for four. Hunter Dozier go 0 for 4. Michael A. Taylor go 0 for 3 with a walk, but he did go on base, obviously, with that walk. Nicky Lopez goes 1 for 4. I should say 2 for 4 with one run scored. So Nicky Lopez was in a good spot there. Nicky Lopez has been the lone player to improve this year. And right now, as we go into the All-Star break, I mean, he has a 266 average, uh, 265 average even, I should say. And, you know, that's good enough to rank right up there for the Royals team. I mean, you have, of course, Witt above him. You have, of course, uh, Perez above him. But outside of those guys, that's really the only guy, guys who have averages higher than Nicky Lopez. Lopez is still playing very good defense. He also has a 676 OPS, 15 RBIs, 8 stolen bases, and he's been uh, somebody who's tremendously helped the offense. I mean, he's scored 11 runs in his last 30 games uh, this year. It's because he's simply getting on base. And in total, he scored 35 of the Royals' runs this year. It's simply because he's getting on base at the bottom of that order and allowing a guy like Quentin Merrifield to clean him up uh, once he's on base. So he's been the bright spot. He's been the you know, uh, kind of a player who you look at and say, well, at least he's improved. At least he's taken a step forward. Uh, to what extent? We'll find out, right? Like, like how much is this going to matter in a couple of years, like, is this really going to impact anything moving forward? Hard to tell because you look around this roster and eventually you're going to call up Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, you still want a spot for Alberto Mondesi. And if Dozier keeps playing like this, though, maybe Dozier's the odd man out. Maybe you move Bobby Witt Jr. Jr. to the third base. You have Mondesi at short and you have Nikki at second. Maybe that's kind of the way that this all rolls out there. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do with Dozier and with some of these other players who are just atrocious, like who are just terrible. Uh, but Nicky Lopez, for now, is not one of them. He, he has performed greatly, and, and it goes back to giving him a ton of credit for being the odd man out of spring training. And we, we praised this move by Kansas City at the time whenever they made it because the Royals are not one to make shrewd moves. They're not one to, um, they're not one to make a move that – benefits the roster more so than the emotional aspect of it, the game. So like the Royals came into this year with a plan of we're going to give the job to Nikki. We're going to give the job to Nikki. Nikki's going to be the second baseman. That was their plan from December to February. But then Nikki Lopez was so terrible in spring training that they had to send him down. Of course, then Mondesi gets hurt and they have to call him right back up. And so he goes quote unquote down, but of course is on the opening day roster and is on the opening day lineup and things like that. Um, so taking that, approach with Nicky, I think actually helped him. Although he never got to play in the minor leagues or figure anything out in the minor leagues, he did get that kind of jump start, if you will, if you believe in that kind of thing of, Hey, you know what? I was that close to be sent, sent down. I was that close to not being a major league ball player all while this off season. I've been, I'm, I've been told, Hey, this is your job. This is your job. This is your job. You kind of feel the false sense of security. And then you realize it can be taken away from you in a moment. So you better kick it in gear. And he did that. He's, he's not only kicking it in gear, but he's outperformed the projections He's outperformed his history. He's outperformed at, at every level. So credit to Nicky Lopez. That's very, very hard to do. The Royals, of course, lose game one to uh, Cincinnati. We'll talk about games two and three after this. But first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans by sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. 
about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Royals once a week. Yes, you can finally join in to the conversation you listen to right here every single day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on this show, Locked On Royals, throughout our Green Room conversations. So be sure to join this week. I'll be hosting rooms this week on Friday afternoon for Locked On Royals. So be sure to tune in Friday about 1 p.m. Central Time, and you'll be able to chat with me on Green Room. Go download the very free Spotify Green Room app, currently available on all iOS devices and Android devices. Be sure to create your profile whenever you do, link your Twitter account, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, all the groups you love for the latest league updates. Follow me over there on Spotify Green Room at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be notified every single time I go live. And whenever I go live, you'll be notified. You can join in. You can talk with me. We can talk about the Royals. We can have some fun. And I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning again to be live this week on Friday uh, afternoon. So make sure you tune in. I'll see you there on Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. We're back on Lockdown Royals on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm going to tell you right now, but our good friends over at Lockdown MLB Prospects. Make sure you check out Lockdown MLB Prospects because the draft is here. And so I'm sure Aaron Layton will be breaking down the draft and who the Royals select in this upcoming draft. On Tuesday, the Royals got a big win, winning 7 to six in this game. Uh, there were really highlightful moments, including Salvador Perez hitting a walk-off in the ninth, another walk-off for Salvador Perez. Of course, hit one earlier this year, um, as did Carlos Santana. So, like, the walk-offs have been fun at least this season. In this game, you had what Merrifield go 0 for 4, but Attendee goes 1 for 5 with a run scored and a 2-RBI shot. I mean, that was a heck of a home run by Andrew Benatendi. Perez, of course, two for five with that home run and a strikeout in this game. Michael A. Taylor even got into the home run action. His lone hit was a home run. He scores two runs in this game with an RBI. Very good for Michael A. Taylor. So again, you had Michael A. Taylor hitting home runs. You had Benatendi hitting home runs. And then, of course, Salvador Perez. And then you go down the order again. Santana, one for three with a uh, walk. Just what Carlos Santana's brought to this lineup, despite his 247 batting average, kind of looking at Santana as kind of a more modern player, even at his age, he gets on base. He gets there for you. He, he gives you a great at-bat. He gives you a 12-pitch at-bat here and there, and it allows you to see the pitcher and see him well and get on base. It's just what, what Santana's done for this team has been phenomenal. And if you do want that sense of looking ahead, that sense of optimism for the future eventually this team will be able to move Santana to the DH spot and have Carlos Santana be a professional hitter with what he already is call up Nick Prado who is a rising star and played in the future stars game today and call up Bobby Witt Jr. as well as get Mondesi back from injury because I mean again he's not gonna be here the entire time who knows when these moves get made but eventually in a year or so You'll have all these pieces there. Mind to see back. You'll have Bobby Witt Jr. You'll have um, Nick Prado. You'll have Santana moving to DH, which again eliminates Jorge Soler. So it takes a terrible bat out of the lineup and anything. Anything you put in the lineup in place of Jorge Soler cannot be as bad as Jorge Soler is. There's nothing as bad as Soler. Nothing. So it doesn't matter. It's addition by subtraction. Anything you put there is better. A breathing, living body. In fact, some non-living things would be better 
than Jorge Soler standing in that batter's box. At least if you put a school desk there, he'll walk a few times. Now, when you add those things to the lineup, you get a pretty fun one because then you're still going to have an attendee. We'll see what they do with Whit Merrifield. You're probably still going to have Whit Merrifield. I don't know if they're going to actually trade him this month. I wouldn't expect them to, uh, but if they do, it's understandable. But I still think you're going to have Whit Merrifield. You're going to have Whit, Bobby Whit, Mondesi, Prado, Santana, Perez. Did I actually have an attendee? If I didn't, that's seven. That's seven deep right there. And then maybe Hunter Dozier can come back around, but I just don't see it for him. I think that the Royals and everyone, including myself, was fooled by Hunter Dozier. I don't think he's a very good player at all. But still, that's a that's a good start to a lineup. Then you supplement that with a few signings this offseason, and not major ones, just a few quality signings, and the team's kind of back where they want to be if the pitching can come around. And so, again, the walk-up, walk-off was fun. The lineup had a fun day. But the pitching staff really struggled again. Chris Buich comes in, and he starts the game, goes four innings of eight-hit baseball, gives up five runs, walks three, strikes out four, only allows the one home run. Carlos Hernandez comes in, gives up three hits of one-run baseball with six strikeouts across his three innings. Stalmont comes in, records two outs. Richard Lovelady comes in, records one out of clean baseball. He gets the win because Perez walks it off in the bottom half. And that's how the pitching kind of sort itself out from there. Good, fun win. But then on Wednesday, the Royals lose 5-2. to two. The Royals jump out to a 2-0 lead in the fourth inning, and then they blow it. They give up three runs in the seventh, two, uh, one in the eighth, one in the ninth, and that's how the Royals lose this one. Uh, Sonny Gray was the pitcher for the Reds, who starts this game, goes seven strong, gives up seven hits, but two runs and two walks and seven strikeouts. He was dominant. After that blip on the radar in the fourth, he was very good uh, for the couple innings after that. The Reds' bullpen uh, still pitched well in this one. They gave up one run from that bullpen. But the Royal starters, Brady Singer, goes five, uh, six strong, I should say. Six strong, five hits given up, one run given up, one walk given up, six strikeouts. Brady Singer was very good, but Scott Barlow was not. Scott Barlow goes one inning of three-hit baseball, two runs allowed in his outing. Kyle Zimmer... Two hits in his one inning, one run given up, one strikeout. And then Greg Holland goes one inning, three hits given up, one run given up, and two strikeouts. The uh, order in this one, Witt goes 0 for 5, Benatendi goes 0 for 4, Perez goes 1 for 4, Santana goes 1 for uh, 3 with a walk, and O'Hearn goes 1 for 2 with a walk. And then Alberto goes 1 for 1 as a pinch hitter, pinch hitting for the defensive replacement, Drod Dyson. So Lair goes 0 for 3 with a run score because he walked. And then you have Dozier going 1 for 4. And you have Michael A. Taylor going 2 for 4 with an RBI and two strikeouts. And then Nicky Lopez goes 1 for 3 with a walk and a strikeout. That's how the Royals lost to Cincinnati in the third and final game of that series. All in all, a series where... You were in that game Monday, even though the scoreboard kind of does not reflect it. Uh, You had a hell of a battle on Tuesday, and then you had the rubber match at home, and that's what's killed this team. You get a rubber match at home, and you get your stud, Brady Singer, on the mound, who's been good this year, even with his 4.5 ERA. He's been good this year. He's supposed to be your guy. He's supposed to be your 
future. He's supposed to be the face of your franchise, supposed to be all this stuff. He goes out there, and he pitches well. Six innings, five hits, one run, one walk. Six strikeouts for Brady Singer. That's very good, especially in any era, but especially this era. But then your bullpen lets him down. You go with your guy in Barlow. He lets you down. You go with your guy in Zimmer. He lets you down. And then you can debate the, the Greg Holland point. It was a four area out of the bullpen. But he lets you down too. That could have been a statement right there. right? That You win that series against Cincinnati, all of a sudden this road trip feels a lot better. Heading into Cleveland. Because then you would put together two straight series wins for the first time in God knows how long. I'd guess since April. I'd guess that's your first time winning two straight series since April. And with some quick perusing here, that statement checks out. Unless you count the Minnesota series win on the 28th of May into June, which one game took place in, in May, but a two-game sweep of the uh, a two-game sweep of the Pirates. I don't really count the two-gamer, so we're not going to count that either, right? Now, in June, the Royals also did not win back-to-back series. So, yeah, it would be the first time since April that you would have won back-to-back series. Just little things like that are the difference. And eventually this team has to, this team has to get to a point where they're doing the little things. They're executing the little things. And, of course, we know that in, in, in Cleveland, things did not go your way for a bevy of reasons. We're going to dive into that on the next podcast. But that's what's been so frustrating about this season. You have that hot April where you, you in April, you fulfilled everything you set out to do. In spring training, we wanted this team to be competitive and fun. That's it. Don't win a World Series. Don't make the playoffs. Be competitive and fun. And in April, they were competitive they were fun. They were the best team in baseball. And since then, they're terrible. Since then, they've been awful. They're 18 games out of first place in the Central Division. They're 14 and a half out of the second place of the wild card. Before the Chiefs even take the field for training camp. Before we even go to the All-Star game. And it's because of games like Wednesday. Because you add all those games up. That's how you get here where you're at right now. Again, single individual games in baseball don't matter. It matters winning series. Whenever you had a chance to win a series right there, you've got to capitalize. And and what's most frustrating is you went to your guys. Singer's your guy. Barlow's your guy. It didn't work out. And it didn't work out. Now, once they were able to get friends over at Built Bar, Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. They have amazing flavors, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. All the flavors are to die for. Check out my personal favorite of Built Bar, which is the cookies and cream option. You can check that out online at BuiltBar.com by using our code LOCKED15. Our code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off of your next order. And if you do not want to try my favorite flavor, because you don't know if it'll be your favorite flavor, do not worry. Do not worry whatsoever. What you can do 
is order the mixed box. Go to BillPro.com, order a mixed box, use the code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. The mixed box will give you two of every single flavor. You get two of every flavor, try them all out, and then reorder the flavor you love the most of Built Bar. Built Bar, it's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. It's great for you. Go to BillPro.com, use promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Royals. Check out the Locked on Today podcast over there, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Devin Booker left the Suns to a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals over the Bucks. Can they make it a 3-0 lead? Find out tomorrow on the Locked on Today podcast, hosted by uh, Peter Bukowski. Getting you up to date on everything you need to know about sports, NBA, MLB, NHL, soccer, hockey, Olympics, everything, golf, everything, all of it in under 20 minutes. The Locked on Today podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcast from, including the new Odyssey app. It is draft season. It is all-star season. We'll have it all covered right here. We're going to recap the Cleveland game right now, so that'll be it for you after you listen After you listen to this one. You can listen to the Cleveland one. Uh, and then we're going to preview the all-star festivities, the Omar Derby, uh, the all-star game, and recap the Futures game, which had Bobby Witt Jr. and Nick Prado. And then we're going to talk about the MLB draft, and we're going to talk about what happened at the all-star events, and we'll talk about all that fun stuff, previewing the trade deadline, which is going to be right around the corner by the end of this week. So make sure you tune in for all of that as well. Thank you for understanding. Follow Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. You want to be loving the fun. You want to see all of the Baseball with the Royals.